just nine years ago. I was floundering in my last year in a job that really wasn't headed anywhere. An acquaintance who profoundly influenced my 20s and traveled a path through mental health with me from afar had died about a year ago in my ongoing battle with depression, which at the time I was just beginning to quantify, gripped me more than I would ever care to admit and really hadn't admitted until just now. And then my wife did it. As I anguished about some issue concerning work or life or more likely the balance of the two, she gave me one of those patented honey talks, I guess I would call them. Uh, Those talks in our old, old house, those are distinctive. They're different than the deck talks that I had my friends sharing a beer and staring at the stars outside. Honey talks all occurred sitting on that same couch facing that same sign whose home was the mantle or living room wall of three different houses. It said, be the change you wish to see in the world. From Gandhi, you know? It was my guiding star when I felt troubled, my mantra to mumble. And all these talks involved my wife breathing a whole lot out of frustration, collecting the next thought, trying to absorb every point from all the angles my brain had fired its concerns, a download of my thoughts shouted out into the void. And they all involved her saying, (laughs) I know you know this about yourself, but... or." Honey, you can't just, and I usually fill the dead air with, I know, I know, or maybe something like, but maybe I'm the one who can. Welcome to episode nine of Karmic Kamikaze, entitled, And Nine Years Ago. So I wanted to break up all these podcasts I've been doing and um, that have been kind of self-reflective writing and I wanted to get into something that's a little more positive so I know this didn't quite start off that way but um I hope you'll get the idea because something pretty profound happened to me about nine years ago um today and I really want to share it with you guys so um so anyway this this honey talk it was different um we had the honey talks and this was one of those honey get in here talks these man these did not happen often these were the talks that were like those you have to chastise the dog after he deposits an untidy mess on your rug or takes out the garbage for you in its own Jackson Pollocky kind of method. She was panicked. She was stressed. She was excited. She told me a secret that somehow she was pregnant. And I remember, and I'm not terribly proud of it, but I remember cursing. How could we afford another child? How could we devote more energy to another human when I was tapping out on life each and every day? And that fall... While his older brother was starting kindergarten and becoming a big kid of his own, we welcomed our second son into the world. And he didn't have the epic birth story of his older brother filled with over a day of laboring and stress, thank goodness. But my buddy Sam scheduled a C-section early on and a second time expertly navigated my wife's concerns. And let's face it, most of her concerns were dashed with, we're going to schedule delivery. Now Sam is now a pro at our family, right? He knew he needed my deceased brother's bracelet for good luck. He knew to joke with me during the procedure to keep me out of my own head and stifle any life-jarring questions. And he knew, most importantly, how to do his job. My boy, for his part, joined the world, making certain to stake his claim in his life. To say he was a difficult baby wouldn't do him justice, because he wasn't. He wasn't a difficult baby, but he was, what we have come to understand, a typical second child. His name means fiery one in Gaelic, set out to challenge the boundaries his brother didn't as an infant. He was sick a little more, slept a little less, 
and he was a bit more cautious of being without his mom. He had a smelly helmet for a few months because he just wouldn't turn in his sleep. He busted his nose at the park with his grandmother and spewed blood everywhere, earning a trip to the emergency room uh, and a nice scar across the bridge that still reminds you of his rebelliousness ahead of a smile. Admittedly, he also had a curious, active, and controlling big brother of all of five years old himself to contend with for attention. But now today our story picks up with the younger son turning nine years old. And I have to address the rest of this to him. Sorry, but you're welcome to the context. As we always say, your brother Aiden is often my match. He's bright, analytical, cautious, a little combustible. I've learned a lot about myself from parenting him. You, my little fiery one, are entirely unique. Your fire, your joy for life, your earnest need to create, and your sincere love of other people without any boundaries exemplifies all of us at our best. In parenting you, I learned so much about other people. In these ways, you continue to share with us the lessons of our friend and your namesake, Mikey, those that he tried to impart. In your nine years, you've become everyone's best friend. Your smile, your chuckle are infectious and to those around you and shake even the most sullen from their stupor, including me. I've been more than a little jealous of your closeness with your mom for so long, and life makes parents split up to handle all of your and your brother's activities. But now nothing, absolutely nothing, makes me happier than watching you absently sing while you build something or draw. Nothing replicates your toothy grin or your belly laugh. Your presence becomes a gift to anyone in it. More than a handful of people have said that they just can't avoid being happy around you. And I'm most proud that whenever, wherever you go, from a park to a classroom or on a visit to the grocery store or the doctor's office, you come home talking about some new friend you just met. You never know their name as if you were having too much fun to bother asking them. But to you, a stranger is just as important as your family. For you, sharing a moment with them makes them friends. Don't let go of that ever. In nine short years, you've taken a lot of karate classes. You've played a lot of soccer games. You've created a lot of art. And I know you love your big brother and want nothing more than to follow in his footsteps. But I hope you're aware as much as your mom and I are that there's no need to find happiness duplicating him or anyone else. Your strength lies in your uniqueness and your fearlessness, your traits that I couldn't teach and I sure can't teach him. Your creativity first set me back when I watched you take his idea of stop motion movies to a new level. Even when you're like four or five, you created these movies using drawings and Legos where characters teleported, changed costumes, and flew without anyone teaching you how. Keep that ability to create, naively not considering that it ought to be hard. Just the other day, I remember asking you what you wanted to be when you grow up. And you used to say the typical stuff like a superhero or fireman. But this time you told me you wanted to be an artist and a dancer. And I couldn't be prouder that you have creative goals. You have some obstacles ahead of you before you do your first big art show or dance off. But don't let life sap away your positive energy and lofty goals. Don't let the requirements of school remove your want to create. And you might want to consider some dance classes. I'm proud to be your dad. I'm so happy that your mom and I decided to name you and your brother after great people that we've lost. We changed your name a bunch of times before you were born. You were Kellen and Declan before you were ever our fiery one. But I think your mom and I chose to give you a thoughtful, unique namesake for a reason. 
You were born just five days after the first anniversary of Mikey's passing, and I feel you picked up his baton by spreading your positive energy to anyone willing to notice. And nine years later, I have to thank you. You and, and my 25 students pulled me from a low in which I found myself, and now every classroom of students I have taught since involves some sort of lesson or story that reminds me of you. You're literally with me throughout every day, showing me there's hope and happiness out there. While your older brother made me a father and bound me to him for a lifetime, through that portion of a soul I feel we share, you renew my spirit, that in being the change, we can influence others around us to change as well. You have that ability to spread your soul to everyone. So I'll leave you just as I often do your brother on his birthday. Happy birthday, man. I love you. And remember always our three rules. First, think of others first, especially when it's hard. Second, follow your heart. What is right, no matter what anybody, including me, tells you. And third, whatever you do, Aiden, do it like no one else has ever, ever even tried. <laughs>